Father, we thank you this morning as we come to your word. That, Father, as we say weekly, that it's a living word. It encourages us. It challenges us. And, Father, it always has something to say to us. And, as Father, as we gather in your church today, Father God, as we've worshipped, as we come to dedicate these little ones, we come to your word now and ask your blessing to each and every hearer this morning, every person who is here today, that you would have something to say to each and every one of them. And Father, we just say thank you for your word today in Jesus' name. Amen. When Jesus was here on earth, he went around preaching. He used a particular style of preaching uh, that some people will have heard of. That if you, they, he, he spoke in parables, which were stories from everyday life that people would relate to. Jesus lived in an environment where they were surrounded by fishermen, or farmers, agriculture, um, sheep and shepherds. And so Jesus always spoke a message that those people who were listening to him would be able to hear. And so this morning, we're going to take a look at one of the parables. It's actually broken down into three stories of the lost, uh, because Jesus refers to the lost uh, as the people who simply don't, don't know him yet. One of the missions that Jesus had uh, the writer Luke writes in his letter is this for the son of man which is Jesus came to seek and to save the lost he knew people were lost they were looking for a destination they were looking for a purpose a reason um, in their in their life and so just before we jump into the bible verses we refer to the word lost in lots of different ways um, it says those of you of a particular age will remember that there was a TV program called Lost. And lots of people watch this about people really that didn't like each other. They got stranded on a desert island and it ran for six or seven seasons. And it turned out that they were all dead. And it was a dream. And that's really the TV series. And lots of people watch that. And then the... The second thing when we think, and this doesn't relate much now, but it says when we talk about being lost, he says in the olden days, and those of you of a particular age will remember, there was no such thing as a sat-nav as a, to tell you which way you needed to go. So you didn't have a sat-nav, you had two other things. You had a road atlas or you had a wife. And they would be able to tell you which way that you need to go. Over the last couple of days, I was, uh, I was down in Dublin. And uh, usually I have a good sense of direction. But uh, I put the sat-nav on and uh, I kept turning down the wrong roads. He says, because whether there was a problem with the sat-nav that sort of told me too late or I missed the turning. But one thing that always happens with the sat-nav is it, it, it always says rerouting or redirecting. So it always brought you back to your destination. So you're, you're never really lost if you have a sat-nav. Back in the old days with a road atlas, you had to try and follow the roads and, and it was far easier to get lost uh, at that point. He says, uh, lots of people lose things. I, I have to admit, I am a terrible loser of things. He says, I lose phones and, and wedding rings uh, and, and other things. He said, some people just lose things and can't forget where they put them or lost them. And so we sometimes associate things with lost. Now, I just want to clear up, those are not my keys. <laughs> because I noticed this morning when it was too late, that's actually a stiletto, a shoe. <laughs> 
And I don't want people to think that they're my set of keys. They're not my set of keys. I just took this off the internet. I need to clear that up this morning. Uh, I don't own any keys with a stiletto on it. But we talk about things that are lost. And each and every one of us will have something that comes to mind of a time that we lost something. And maybe you never ever found it again. Maybe you did find it or somebody else found it. Uh, when you're in London, if you go to London and you see that they have a lost property office that basically everything that people leave on the tube tray and uh, the tube or the buses ends up in this lost property office. And so if you've left something on the bus um, or the tube, you can phone this place up and hopefully they will have picked it up and brought it back to here. These are some of the things we associate with lost. Sometimes we associate lost with people who are not sure what they're doing or they're out of their depth. And so we... Um, <laughs> So lost can mean lots of different things. And so uh, this morning, to bring us back to uh, the Bible, that's just for you, Ricky, all right? Just your special day, all right? It says that'll not happen again, okay? It says Luke chapter 15, which is called the, the chapter of the lost. Now, there's quite a few verses. We're going to read it through because each, uh, the whole chapter talks about three different stories which relate uh, to each and every one of us today. It says, tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. This made the Pharisees and teachers of religious law complain that he was associating with such sinful people, even eating with them. So Jesus told them this story. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbours saying, Rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. Or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Won't she light a lamp and sweep the entire house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she will call in her friends and neighbours and say, Rejoice with me because I have found my lost coin. In the same way, there is joy in the presence of angels when even one sinner repents. To illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings, moved to a distant land, and there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him and the man sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding, the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, 
At home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming, filled with love and compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet. Kill the calf we've been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast. For this son of mine was dead and now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house. And he asked one of the servants what was going on. Your brother is back, he was told, and your father has killed the fattened calf. We are celebrating because of his safe return. The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him, but he replied, All these years I've slaved for you, never once refused to do a single thing you told me to. And in all that time, you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet when this son of yours comes back after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fattened calf. His father said to him, look, dear son, you have always stayed by me and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he is Found. I know that's a long story this morning, but we really needed to read the, the chapter in its entirety to understand what Jesus wants to say about the lost this morning. Because Jesus, in these three parables, covers all the bases concerning the lost. The first one he says is the sheep got lost naturally, which simply means sometimes we just get lost and it just happens. We're somewhere we're not sure where we are. And this sheep just wandered off. He didn't know, just that, that's all he did. He wandered off. If you remember young kids, you take hold of their hands in a strange place because you don't want them to wander off because if they wander off, then they, they, then they get lost. And so what he was trying to say is there are times in our life that we do get lost and it's a natural, uh, it's a natural occurrence depending on where we are and stuff. So the sheep here got, got lost Naturally, and the second thing is this, and we would understand that the coin got lost accidentally. You know, I'm sure if you go home, and I know I used to do this, and uh, you would go down and you would check down the sides of the settees in the living room and under the settees and stuff because you knew there was always some change that had fallen out your pocket at some point, and if you were short of money, you could always check down uh, the side of the settees. And so here in this story, it says a coin just simply got lost accidentally. No, nobody had thrown it away. It just was put somewhere. And sometimes we lose things and we're not sure where we put them. It, it's our fault. Often when we lose something and we say to somebody, um, do you know where I have put such and such? Their response is usually, where was the last place that you saw it? Well, if I knew where the last place I saw it was, that would probably be where the item is that I'm looking for. 
and stuff, but we never, we have to be careful who we say that to, don't we? He says, the coin got lost accidentally. It was nobody's fault, but, but it had to be found in it. And the third one, and this probably relates to us as well, is uh, that the son got lost by choice. That he simply went to his father and says, I don't want to live with you anymore. He says, give me the money that, that is owed to me. It's an incredible insult in that day uh, to ask for your inheritance before your father had passed away. And so this son does this by choice. He simply says, I'm going to go and live my own life and my own way. And he takes his money and he heads off to the town and he squanders all his money. And while he's got plenty of money, he's got plenty of friends. But then we see that there was a change in his circumstances. A famine came over the land and suddenly his money runs out and um, his food runs out and he ends up just, just feeding the pigs. And his life situation is so bad because of what's happened. He looks at what the pigs are eating and thinks, I wish I could have a share of that. And in that story, because his circumstance changes, and he, he is lost, he is lost, he's lost because he thought life was about having a good time and gathering the money that was uh, promised to him by his father. He, he's lost. But at that point, he begins to think of, of back home. He begins to think of back when his father and simply said that, he, that, these, that the hired hands, not even the servants, the hired hands, those my father brings in day by day, they eat better than I do. And he makes that choice then, as we come back onto this later, uh, that he, he simply makes that choice to go back home. You see, God looks for the lost. Jesus tells these three stories because when he speaks, he's speaking something of value and importance. And he knows that people are lost. And what he wants to do is he wants to find them. And it's why God sent him. It's why he gave him the mission. And you see, I don't know everybody's circumstances and situations in here, but I know that there are people that will be lost at the moment. They will be asking questions and, uh, and looking at the circumstances of their life. Because like the lost son or the prodigal son, as other people call it, he says, when the famine hit the land, his circumstances changed. And maybe through no fault of your own, your circumstances have changed. And you have no one to look to. It was only good in this story that the son was able to look back and see the father. But Jesus was telling another story when he spoke about the lost son. Because he was talking about the father representing God. And he represented the love and the compassion that, that, that God had. Because when the son went home, he says, he, he didn't sit him down and lecture him and, 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 and ask him what he'd been doing and where was all his money. And as he got the receipts for everything he spent, the father knew what he'd been doing. He said he welcomed him because he says he was lost, but now he is found. And it's a message of Jesus that he simply wants to find lost people. You see, lost coin, lost sheep symbolize those who are helpless because they simply could do nothing about being found. The lost coin couldn't find itself. The lost sheep couldn't find itself. Jesus always emphasizes the need for change. 
that the son had to make an effort. He had to go home. And one of the things I love about the story is this. It tells us that the father was always looking out for his son. He was always looking for his son. And he says, when his son was a long way off, he says he went out to meet him. That's a picture of how God finds his people this morning because in church in this dedication and the thought that we have that runs through what we preach in this church is that people matter to God and in the story of the lost son that's what we see that the people matter that even though the decisions the wrong decisions and the wrong choices had been made it says the father still welcomed the son home see church is a hospital where we help the sick it's not a courtroom where we judge the guilty. A man has a hundred sheep, he loses one. What does he do? Well, if it was me, I would simply say, that sheep has made his own choice. I've got 99 other sheep. He says, if that one wants to wander off and do its own thing, he says, let's let that sheep do that. We would all think like that probably. We would think our time would be better devoted to the other 99 that are still here, that have stayed where they're supposed to stay. But this one sheep has wandered off and got lost. He says, he says he went after it because the one mattered, the individual sheep mattered. If Jesus is telling a story about how one individual sheep mattered to him, Imagine how much we matter to him this morning as his creation, as the one that he loves, as the one that he has sent his son to die for in you and me. You see, somebody said this, that Jesus leaving the 99 to find one seems crazy until that is you. You know, we search harder and more intently for that which belongs to us. If we lose something of sentimental value, we spend our time searching for it, don't we? If we lose something that we've only got one of, if we lose something that really matters to us, if we've lost money and there's no more money for us to sort of access, we will search more intently. And, and the, the wonderful thing about this story is this, is, is all three are connected because they belong to somebody already. And you see, you will search and look and find those things which belong to you already. We see that the, the sheep already belongs to the shepherd. He goes searching for the sheep because he owns the sheep. The sheep is his. He says he doesn't want to let somebody else have it. He says the shepherd goes after the sheep because the sheep means something to him. Because he simply says, I have a hundred sheep. And if I lose one, I need to go after the one. So I've still got a hundred sheep. Ninety-nine is not enough. And so he does that. And the second thing we see is this, is the coin already belongs to the woman. It's hers anyway. And says, you know, she's lost the money and she's got to look for it and find it. Why? Because it belongs to her, but because it's her money. And the third thing we see is this, is the son already belongs to the father. Jesus comes with a message about how the individual matters to him. And he says, we come this morning, we haven't just dedicated a group up here we've dedicated individuals because each of these three little ones matter to God he has plan and a purpose for their life and each and every one of us gathered in this place God has a special plan for our life it's as though 
we are the lost sheep that has wandered off on our own. It is as though we are the lost coin that has got lost accidentally. It is as though we are the lost son who has wandered off through making our own choices and our own decisions. But the good news that we see at the end of the story that we read today is each and every one of them was found. Each and every one of them was found this morning. And Jesus marks the end of each story that he tells to say we celebrate because something has been found. The sheep has been found. The coin has been found. And the father says, let's have a feast because my son was lost, but now he has been found. And the picture of the father is a picture of our God this morning with compassion and love and mercy and acceptance. He welcomes each and every person to him, even though he knows they've gone and made their own choices and their own decisions. He welcomes them back as a father. And you see, we have that tremendous opportunity this morning as we come on this special day to simply come and accept what God has done for you and me because he loves us, because he has shown compassion on us, because he knows how we've messed up, but he welcomes us back to us with open arms because he loves you and me this morning. Let us pray. Father, we come before you this morning. We thank you, Father God, the story that we read, your son shares about the sheep being lost and the coin being lost and the son being lost. The end of the story is each and every one of them was found. And Father, we thank you, the desire of your heart. It's why you sent your son, Jesus, is for us to be found. And we come this morning, Father, and if we are lost this morning, if we feel lost this morning, if the decisions we've made have left us lost, the Father, we know you are there waiting for us, full of compassion, full of love, full of acceptance, calling us home. And Father, we thank you for that this morning. In Jesus' wonderful name. Amen.